Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. Hey, my friend, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so good to have you on your side of the radio and to have us on our side of whatever we're on the side of. Yeah. You said radio there. You had a little, uh, you had a little yeah, flashback to the mental old. Lapse. <laughs> Sorry, a little mental lapse. This is Middle Age Warriors. It's the Believe Podcast Network. He's Chris. I'm Rick. And uh, a little bit confused, to say the least. Well, you know, you could still listen to a podcast through the, I guess you could still call it the radio that's in your car, because I do. I've, I've listened to podcasts through there. So, yeah, maybe maybe they are on the other side of the radio. Yeah, there you go. Well, because okay. it's, it's, it's old habits die hard, right? We've recovered. I still call City Field Shea Stadium, so don't feel so Me bad. too, me too. <laughs> uh, so we got the, the New York Marathon behind us. Yes. Halloween behind us. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I bet well, you are. It was tiring. It was tiring getting up to turn the channel on the TV, right? Yeah. I mean, out of the two of us, though, you're the guy. You're the real deal. You, you've done it. You know, I never that's even now, came close. Like, that's ancient history. It's 29 oh. years ago. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, it was 1993 when I ran, uh, and that's when I could run. But uh, that was then. This is now, and uh, running's overrated, Rick. You know, you know something, and I'm just happier lying on my couch watching them. (laughs) But I got to tell you, when I did the New York Marathon in 1993, there were like maybe 30,000 people running, Mm. and now there's like 50,000. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody. Yeah, it takes a long time to just get launched. Started, so to speak. yeah, yeah. And you know what's scary is actually running across the Verrazano Narrows Bridge because you got all those people, double as many feet pounding on the pavement, mm. yeah. and you feel the bridge move. You really Moving. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's designed to do that, but it's got to feel free. I, I can't imagine. I'm not so sure they when they designed the Verrazano, they had a marathon of fifty thousand people. Not people, mind, but, but certainly yeah. the weight of yeah, the weight of cars, cars and trucks. trucks. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so. so speaking of of marathons, some people get into marriage and they feel that way. Relationships. Uh, look at that segue. And our our guest today actually is a comedian who's been around for many many years. You may have heard him in many TV commercials or seen him in different shows over the course of time. Uh, but it's Peter Fogel, who actually you were more connected to him, and I guess Valerie as well through Chaz Palmatieri, who's actually uh, yeah directing his play, correct? Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty amazing um, the small circles that we all seem to function in that overlap from time to time and i think valerie is the one who had gotten uh an alert about peter's show from ken franklin who's an old radio guy i think Mm -hmm. who knew both of us who said you might want to interview this guy and valerie is like i can't do it but maybe he'd be good on middle-aged warriors thank you valerie yeah and uh another good guest yeah and it turns out his story is fascinating, and you started to tell a little bit before, but we'll tell more of it when we speak to him in a couple of minutes. But yeah, really, really interesting. And you know what? We want to push the fact for those of us who are in New York that he's playing in New York this coming uh, Veterans Day weekend. Yep. He's got uh, one show Friday night and two on Saturday at 2 p.m. and then at 9.30. And 
for the first time, I think, on our show, we're going to offer, if you check us out on uh, the social media pages, we are going to offer a couple of free tickets for each one of those shows for the first yeah. people who get in and, and want to check it out. So without further ado, of course, before we get to Peter Fogel and uh, his play, Till Death Do Us Part, you first. You uh, first. <laughs> there's somebody else that has to come first and here on the Believe Podcast Network. And that, of course, is Bet Online. Well, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, hey, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, well, this is a really special guest, and we are so glad to have and to welcome almost live, because we have to say that, here on our podcast, Middle Age Warriors. Peter Vogel, who is performing this weekend, and we're going to talk more about that because we've got some tickets we want to give away. And Peter, we would like to welcome you to Middle Aged Warriors. Okay. Well, you know, you might be there yourself and don't even realize it. Most of us trust me, I'm I'm a baby boomer. Exactly. So, I mean, the thing we're really talking about, the, the project right now that you're working on is uh till death do us part, you first. <laughs> Just the title alone, obviously, anybody who's been married, thought about getting married, been married and now divorced, conjures up all sorts of uh, thoughts and ideas. Now, where did the seed for this come in terms of for you? Uh, I was, um, it's very interesting you said that. The actual inciting instance, by the way, and as everyone will know, it's directed by Oscar nominee, Broadway legend and creator yes. of a Bronx tale, Chaz Palminteri. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother story, how he found me. But um, I was dumped by my girlfriend on Valentine's Day many, many years ago. Ouch. And, and I said, who dumps a guy on, <laughs> on Valentine's Day? In the show, I go, she could have picked Armistice Day, Labor Day, or Kwanzaa. <laughs> Pick Kwanzaa. Don't right. Kwanzaa. I'll keep it to myself. So I always thought about it as an inciting incident. And it's basically I, my character, which is me, has a fear of commitment, being born to a dysfunctional family where my mother psychologically wanted my father to go because he was he's a narcissist verbally abusive he, he was a man who should not have been married had kids it was no not way. an easy upbringing so i always say to my audiences if i see a family in front of me be nice to your children nurture love them support them in all their endeavors all they grow up to become middle-aged angry comedians on a podcast at one in the <laughs> afternoon like me <laughs> hey, you know what you made an interesting point when we were talking before being a comedian who doesn't have his own podcast what does that feel like I, I very liberating. Every comedian I know has a podcast. There are, you have a pod. Every it's like Oprah. You have a podcast. You have a. You get a podcast. <laughs> I want to create. If I do create a podcast, it's going to be called All Talk No Action because that's all it is. It's all yeah. talk, no action. It's like MSNBC. We all talk about what's going on, what's in everyone's head, and nobody does anything about it. It's all talking heads. But at least we could be entertaining. Every comedian, Chaz has a podcast. Everybody has a yeah. podcast. They allow Rick and I, these two schleps, to have one. So yeah, absolutely. Let's be honest. But you brought up something about, uh, you know, your family, and I know another uh, play you were associated with. My mother's Italian, my father's Jewish, and I'm in therapy. 
Amen. Uh, Amen. Rick and, Rick and I can attest to that on both ends of that. Yeah. Uh, was was your own life part of the uh, inspiration behind that? No, no, no. I didn't write that. That show okay. was written by Steve Solomon, who uh, oh, yeah. had it off Broadway in, in uh, 2002, I believe, 2003. Okay. And I'm the national touring star of that show. I play him. I play him and I happen to be Jewish. He happens to be half Jewish, half Italian, but I can do all of the voices. That's why I was hired. So I've been doing that for 10 years. And then about four years ago, I created uh, Till Death Do Us Part, You First. Because I think psychologically, I said, my mother wanted my father to go first. That generation, the greatest generation, they stayed together for better yes. or worse, till sickness yes. and health, until, you know, whatever. And by the way, I used to have a joke in the show, in Hollywood, the vows are different. So having to hold in sickness and health till someone hotter, younger comes along. Right? <laughs> it would be the vows in Los Angeles. I just came up with that title and I just said, there must be people that are married and they get to that. And there is, there's a couple of my, I do a, a Herbie and Helene, Herbie and Helene, Herbie and Helene have been married 75 years and I do them in the show and they have this really cantankerous, cranky relationship. And I figured what, well, if you made it to 75 years, I have a friend of mine who I grew up with. His parents just celebrated the 81st. Oh, the 81st. Wow. The oldest child of his, of his siblings is 80. So they just got married at 20. Can you do the math? Wow, 81 years. Oh, still alive, goodness. still functioning. But this is why the show really, you know, it's for divorced people, single people, people that are uh, internet dating. Because it's when you're younger, everything is easier in relationships. Oh, yeah. As you oh, get yeah. older, it gets tougher. And I go over it. So I have couples. I have women come up to me that have, that, have, that were on single sites that I, you know, I promoted to. And they go, you hit it right on the head. This is how bad it is. It's mm-hmm. that difficult. I would say people create profiles on the Internet, not describing who they really are, but who they'd like to be. Because right. everyone describes himself as being perfect. Everybody's sure. a catch. Everybody, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm single at this moment of my life. It's unbelievable. And there are people that are come to my show in their 70s and 80s and love the show because I, I lampoon divorce and marriage and trying to figure out myself because like Chaz, Hal Materi has been married 30 years. We mm. would compare notes during the, sh- like when I was writing and he was helping me uh, edit things down. He goes, we got to put this in the show. I go, that happens in marriage. He goes, absolutely. <laughs> Trust yeah. me on and yeah. when and when Sonny from a Bronx tale tells you something, <laughs> you listen to him. No, I was gonna you brought up Chaz, and I think the story behind how he became uh, a, a big part of this this play and directed it. Tell us a little bit about that because that's really an interesting story. I was in Florida doing the show at a small theater, and a buddy of mine, we had a mutual friend, said, I have a pal that's in um that's in Florida on business, he'd like to get a comp. And I go, Man, I, I'm practically but you know, I need all the money I can get. I go, we're practically sold out. I don't know. He says, just do it. It'll be worth your while. Well, it was Chaz <laughs> Palmentary. Imagine if I turned down Chaz Palmentary. Right. <laughs> you I'd never be, know, right? Yeah, I'd be working. Hi, 1-800-SUICIDE-HOTLINE. Please hold <laughs> So I had a killer show. Uh, Chaz comes out in the lobby. My mouth dropped. I go, oh, my God. It's Sonny from a Bronx tale. That's who my <laughs> friend was and why my mutual friend didn't want to tell me. So he was, he says, if you don't mind, I, I thought this was wonderful. What a great property you have. I'd like to give you some notes and tweak it. I go, how about this? How about you direct the show? Not thinking that he would actually take me up on the offer. He goes, really? you got it. I'm going to direct the show. And that was it. Just like Robert De Niro discovered him in the theater in LA when he was uh, showcasing a Bronx tale at one of those 99 seat theaters. And um, 
the rest is history. So, uh, and then, yes. You know what? I liken this to being a little kid going to a, a Met or a Yankee game with my baseball glove and making a great catch in the stands. And one of the players coming from the field to say, you pointing to me and saying, come on down here. We're going to get you a uniform catch on the field. And it's like, I mean, what happened to you with Chaz is an amazing, amazing story. Uh, yeah, you know, every dog has its day. You know, maybe this mm. dog had it had, with, with uh, as I'm scratching, get the fleas out <laughs> of my head. You know, and what was important was is that the original version I had the voice of my conscious was um, uh, Morgan Freeman because he's the voice oh, well. of God, right? Right. Um, um, so he kept he's the glue. It, it was it's kind of like it meets played against. Reviewers have said it's men are from Mars, women are from Venus meets defend the caveman. <laughs> you can understand that type of show. It's about relationships, marriage, dating. Mine's more personal. So mm. it's more of kind of like Christmas Carol meets played against Sam. <laughs> so Chaz is the glue. So Chaz says, you know what? I'm going to be the voice of your conscience to keep you on the straight now. He's trying to help me break through my barrier of commitment. Right. I wish he could do it to me in real life, but yeah. the show, well, um, he's my voice. So basically, people come to the show, you're going to see me acting with Chaz Palminteri on stage in a voice. Oh, Very cool. So now speaking of, I mean, let's get back to the, the real you and the dating issues you're you, you know confronted with on a, on a daily basis, obviously. What would be the thing if you could change about the dating world, if you will, at this point in time? Is there a particular thing you wish were different or how you would change it? That's like a five prong question. It is, <laughs> it is, it, it's easier. See, in the old days, <laughs> there used to be single ads, right? You take an ad out and it, 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 you know, it's sad, but it's pathetic. I took out an ad. This is many, this is like 25 years ago before the internet. I took out a singles ad in LA and I go, oh, I'm a cute guy. Well, I, you know, it's tough. I don't like to meet people in bars and you either mm-hmm. introduce to someone or they're taken already. And you know, the way it was, one of the, one of the <laughs> jokes in my show I is <laughs> one of the, I, Oh, by the way, I, I really discussed the hashtag me too movement in the show because true story. My buddy Argus was arrested last week for propositioning a woman. He offered her food in return for sex. I go, you know, what we call that in the seventies, a dinner date. <laughs> what are you talking about so everything has changed so i discussed that i mean we did, so it now it's a little trickier you know we're older now um we're not in our 20s in the 20s you met people all the time it was a different mm. time now you really have to meet the internet and you don't want to go to a singles bar i mean you, you know it's you go to a singles bar now if there's any of them in florida it's like the bar scene from star wars it's not really what you want to look at i mean these, these are women looking for very rich guys that have bad tickers, if you get my drift. No, so, yes. you first. You first. So exactly. So basically, um, it's not much you can change. It's really a numbers game because you see mm. these wonderful, really, but it's scary because I wrote the show because I do attract a certain type of woman. I don't know what I was doing. I said this to Chaz. He says, you got to put it in the show. Girl says to me, we're, we're, have, we're, we're in a meet and greet. There's no more dates where you're taking someone out to dinner. It's, it's a meet and greet. It's, it's a big date, actually. Coffee. <laughs> You want to make the pain as least possible. So she says to me, listen, Peter, I have to tell you the truth. 
The authorities want me to inform you that I'm a person of interest in my ex-husband's disappearance. Oh, <laughs> Just a formality. It happens all the time. But I told uh-huh. the police I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing. The man's an alcoholic. He drinks. He could be drunk hiking up a mountain. He loses his footing. He rolls down the oh, mountain. Boy into a ditch, he's bloodied, he's unconscious with a broken back, covered with leaves, and don't ask me how I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Just hypothetical, of course. Hypothetical, yeah. Are you uh-huh. worried that till death do us part, you first may be um, a kind of a black flag that you're waving as you try and reach out into the into the dating world? No, 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 I, I, I've... I've tested that title. Good. It's, it's, it's edgy. I mean, one theater, oh God. I mean, we're bringing in the theaters across the country, but at the end of the show, my whole show is a hero's journey. So I, and by the way, I hope you both, I'm sure hopefully you'll see when you see the show yourself and go, okay, now I get it. It's mm-hmm. a hero's journey. It's just, you know, Chaz is a Bronx tale is a coming of age. Mine's right. a coming of middle age. Right. Coming a middle age. Perfect. Story. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 I and I have friends that say to me, just stay single, man. You don't know how lucky you are. You dodged <laughs> a bullet. You dodged. Why do you want to get married at your age? Are you nuts? Are you crazy? I so I hear both sides of it. Couples, when they come to the show, uh, Rick and Chris, that I'm actually what gives me more joy besides the laughing is when you look down and you see the husband. When I do a bit on how women will tell you a story that a man absolutely doesn't want to hear, they're just smiling and laughing and the <laughs> wife is elbowing him. That's what Chaz really liked about the show is that it resonates on a, a really deeper level with couples and they're elbowing, they're looking at each other like as if to say, this is what you do to me. And mm-hmm. that's the fun part. When it gets to that third level where they're laughing, but they're, they're going, yeah, this is our lives, man. So I, I discuss it and this is... You know, people say I, I'm very young looking for my age, and I go, no wife, no kids. That'll keep me young. <laughs> but looking back at the show, and, and you see these reactions now, and what you've accomplished with it, what's the one of the things you're really most proud of about about the show and, and the story it tells? Um, when I sell out, that's it feels. Yeah, like, that's of course. When, <laughs> when I get cup, when I get people of all ages, women in. Like I did it up in, I, I did um, a four, uh, four show run up in uh, Stewart. And when you have seniors, I'm talking people in the late seventies, early eighties, and mm-hmm. they're laughing. I go, wow, okay, this is good. It's a middle of the road show that if you're in your forties, fifties, sixties, up to eighties, as long as you have your faculties, you've been married, divorced, or single, you're going to get the show. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something that was commercial that everyone would get and walk away. The fact that it's a linear story, there's a beginning, middle, and an end. So I'm taking them, and it could be a movie. Chaz says to me one podcast, let me ask you something. You know, people always think what happened to Chaz can happen to them. It's very difficult what happened to Chaz. It was a once-in-a-lifetime generational movie, a Bronx movie. He said, I, I, you know, he stuck to his guns, but he knew in his gut he had a hit. They all wanted it. You know, you've probably listened to Chaz's interviews. Everyone, they're throwing millions of dollars at him. I have to play the role of Sonny. I have to write the screenplay. And they kept offering more money. So Chaz mm-hmm. says, Peter, if Ben Stiller was going to do your movie, would you let him play you? I go, absolutely. Let Ben Stiller play you. As long as I can write the screenplay and be his best friend in the movie. Let him play it. Who better to play me than Ben Stiller? This is true. I'm not that, I'm not that draw. You know? So you're playing New York early November. Um, it's Veterans Day weekend. And Chris and I will both be attending at least one of the shows. You wanted to give away tickets let's, and let's figure out how we're going to do that let people know it's november 
11th and 12th, this Friday and Saturday. There's a Friday 7 o'clock p.m. show. There's a Saturday afternoon 2 p.m. show. And there's a 9.30 p.m. Saturday night show. I'm giving two tickets out to your listeners for each of the shows. So six tickets available. Mm -hmm. So the quickest people that, that write to you will get the two free tickets. Try to get them really good seats as best we can. And anybody else who misses out can still go. We, we're giving you a code. It's called code 1250. Code mm -hmm. 1250. Punch it in at checkout and they'll get a whopping $12.50 off each seat. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a police code almost. It's like one out of 12. We have, we have a 1250 in progress. Code 1250. <laughs> so what, where's the theater? It's uh, the Triad Theater, uh, Upper West Side. 158 West 72nd. 72nd. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. The uh, website is triadnyc.com. Triadnyc.com. And again, use uh, code 1250, the whole word, code 1250, and you'll get money off. And uh, and anybody with the first, you know, first come, first serve will get two free tickets uh, to the Friday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night. And they can just All give right. you the names and you'll shoot it over to Kenjamin Franklin, my publicist. Mm -hmm. Okay. It'll be will call for them. It'll be will call. Okay. I like it. I like it. You're listening to Peter Fogel here, and your career, we're talking about what you're doing right now, this off-Broadway play, Till Death Do Us Part, you first. But you've had an amazing career. I mean, for people who followed television in the 80s, you were the ring around the collar man. You did voiceovers on commercials from yeah. Amex, Mazda, Miller Lite. Right. You've been on 22 different shows. You've been on stage with unbelievable talent. Highlight yeah. for you. Ed Asner, Harry yeah. Anderson. I was an audience warm-up, so I worked on shows with them. Harry Anderson uh, came up with... Want to hear a funny story about a commercial? Sure. Do you, do you remember the, TV, the movie My Favorite Year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Peter, Peter O'Toole. O'Toole. All right. This is my... A, I'm auditioning for an A&W Root Beer commercial, and I'll send you the link to the commercials if you guys want to run it. I have the commercial. I have the ring around the collar. I have all the commercials as evidence, proof of life that I was... <laughs> In yeah. walks Mark Lynn Baker from My Favorite Year. has been out like maybe a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I go, you're Mark Lynn Baker. He goes, yeah, you're <laughs> in my favorite year. You're like the hottest movie. Why are you here auditioning for an A&W root beer commercial? He looked a little depressed. He was down. He goes, you won't believe it. This is how humbling show business is. The breakdown said in all the breakdowns, we want a Mark Lynn Baker type. I would show up to the audition and the casting people would go, no, no, we no. don't want you. We want a Mark <laughs> Lynn Baker type. Type, yeah. <laughs> I booked the commercial. He didn't. Oh, and about four months later, he got the sitcom Perfect Strangers that ran for nine years. Oh, so right. I think he did fine. He did Life fine. is funny like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. uh, and I that reminds me of uh, there used to be a guy who worked in radio in New York City named Dan Daniel, Dandy Dan. And he used to audition all the time. And people would say, yeah, we're looking for a Dandy Dan type. Uh, and Dandy Dan would audition and wouldn't get the part because he wasn't <laughs> enough of a Dandy Dan type. <laughs> but he was the guy that they were trying to typecast, so. My, my friend Bruce Smirnoff helped the comedian and he goes, well, how can I repay you? Take me out to dinner. So he wrote it into the Seinfeld sketch, Fred Stoller. Oh, that's the, oh, yeah. it's the dinner. It's not the a dinner. dinner. It's based <laughs> dinner on my episodes. friend Bruce Smirnoff. He auditioned, he couldn't get the role of himself. <laughs> and it went to Steve Heitner, another funny comedian. Can you believe yes. it? It was based on, he goes, that's what Bruce used to say, take me to dinner. Or he, right. or he gave he gave Fred Stoller, the writer, uh, they were the same size, a suit that he wasn't wearing. All right, how can I repay you? You got to take me to dinner. And that was based on the 
That's wow. what always he said. Got to take me to dinner. So Bruce auditioned for the role that of the story he created and didn't get it. That's, that's crazy. That's why um, he's retired now in Florida, down the block from me. <laughs> wow. Only has cats. Soup is not a meal, Jerry. You've worked with a couple of other amazing comedic legends uh, that I love. Robert Klein, yeah. uh, you did a, you did some warm-up for him on his HBO special? Yes, I was his warm-up on his 11th HBO special. Wow, what was that like? What, what did that feel like when a Robert Klein says, I want you to be my warm-up? Well, he didn't know until I showed up. It was his manager <laughs> actually got me the gig. What's this guy yeah. doing here? No. <laughs> you know, I met him. He, he's I don't know if you've had Robert. He's um, yeah. he's an interesting fellow. But yes. We, he, he, depending what mood he's in, he's a really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Especially but, with, with but time in college, that's all we listened to was yeah. inspiration. I mean, everybody. Robert Klein went. It was like George Collin and Robert Klein, and they went different ways. Right. Carlin went kind of you know, you know, over the top. But we all, if you, as far as the observational comedian, if there was no Robert Klein, there would be no Jay Leno, no uh, Jerry mm-hmm. Seinfeld, and he was he's just a yeah. brilliant comedian. Uh, well, in college, yeah. I used to listen to his his tapes all the time. Not records. <laughs> uh, no, no, we had we had uh, no. I think it was um, comedy cassettes. Well, whatever I, they were. Back oh yeah, I, I had a Carlin album and a car and a uh, and a Robert Klein album actually. Yeah, yeah. Mine was, was yeah Klein and uh, Chris Rush. Do you ever know that name, Chris Rush? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Rush was a um, comedian during the George Carl. He died a few years ago. Very funny comic too. That was very much like in the village. And we mm. used to listen. We used to listen to Chris Rush, uh, uh, Cheech and Chong albums back in our day. Shows you how old these guys are, right? Yeah. When, you, when, you, when I'm a man, when I'm a man of a certain age, and, I'm, and I can remember <laughs> in camp listening to Cheech and Chong. It has to be oh, yeah. like fifty oh, yeah. years. They were around that long. Hey, Peter, you know what I did want to ask you is, uh, where did you grow up? You sound like a New Yorker. I, I grew up yeah. on uh, Long Island. I went to acting school at SUNY at Purchase. Okay. And uh, I went to, I, I actually went to acting school with Stanley Tucci. Wow. Ding Rames, Stephen Weber. All these guys wow. were a fortune. But me, they're not on your podcast. No, I'm on your podcast. There you go. <laughs> there you hey, go. we're very honored. Come on now. Knock it off. <laughs> Ving Rames. I remember Ving Rames when he was 50 pounds lighter. <laughs> but, so, so speaking of that range, in terms of, for you, in terms of performing, what do you like doing? Is it stand-up you like doing best? Do you like doing sitcoms? Do you like doing, you know, what, what is it exactly? Um, I like, I, right now, my I do stand-up in Florida, uh, all over, in all over the country. And I've been doing, you know, I like doing my show, Till Death Do Us Part, You First, because it's a hybrid stand-up theatrical show. I get to mm-hmm. do my, my, I do all the woman women in my life, so I'm acting with myself. Mm-hmm. I had I had the Russian girlfriend Irina, who is okay. who broke up with me. So I'm doing I'm doing old voices for my voiceover years, and um, God, I was like the voice of a frog for Fuji Film rebate 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 <laughs> rebate. The fact that I'm getting to use my voiceover talent, my acting talent, and my stand up in my one man show that's what I really like to do now. Although I still do stand up when I'm you know when I'm not doing the show. So and and the beauty of it is is a lot of poignancy, you know, in the show. I mean, I don't I don't want to give away the plot, but when you come sure. to the show, you go, there's a lot of heart, and that's what Chaz helped me um, streamline it. Mm-hmm. And like I would say, the show is 80 minutes, 80 minutes normally, but if I slow it down a little bit for seniors, it comes out to 90 minutes. Because <laughs> when, when I do Florida, I do some of the senior communities. I go, I have to slow this down so they can process. A lot of comedy. It's like bang bang. I have to let them. And I went, oh my god. It's 90 minutes, but 
but it'll yeah. be a little shorter. In um, hey, you get your money's worth. I'm the finest comedian <laughs> within your price range. Yeah, you, but you speak of that. I mean, how long did it actually take you to craft something like that? I mean, I would yeah. think, okay, here's my storyline. You know, I have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and I could do it in 30 minutes. You've turned this into a 80 to potentially a 90-minute show. How long does that process take? Seven, eight months of writing it, but then I'm workshopping it. You mm. have to workshop. You got to mm -hmm. see what works, doesn't work. I test certain things. This is not, this is not getting the impact. I want every joke, most of them to hit. Not, not Twitters. I'm talking bang. I'm talking, we, that's, that's the comedian in me. And Chaz thinks like a comedian, by the way. I know he's menacingly funny in all his roles. <laughs> that's a great yeah, description. Menacingly. <laughs> menacingly funny. No one plays, you know, De Niro's menacingly funny. But Chaz, <laughs> he's physically imposing. He, but he thinks like a comedian, which is refreshing to me because he <laughs> knows what I'm getting for. He goes, I got it. I know what you're trying to do. Let's change this. Take this out. Tweak this. Keep moving. You know, it helps with the pacing. Sure. So it goes so fast as long you know if they're laughing they're listening and we have a lot of um it's a multimedia show so there's like 35 cues this is just not me on stage there's there's a lot going on that's i give people a real production value so they don't think it's just a guy doing stand-up i'm doing stories right. taking them on a journey and then chaz comes in they love hearing chaz's voice and but he's sunny i call me sunny fires me he's sunny he's just he's sunny. <laughs> so as you're appearing with Chris and Rick here on Middle Age Warriors on Believe Podcast Network, how is Middle Age treating you? The day after I turned, well, I don't want to say this, the day after I turned a certain age, I got an offer for Medicare in the mail. I go, yeah, you have go. to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah have to stop. I just turned this age. I'm not ready for Medicare. That's how it's treating me. You got yeah. the body's not even cold yet. It's my birthday. You've already <laughs> sending me offers for Medicare supplemental fee. It was like I I do a whole bit in my stand-up about uh joining ARP. I get the ARP magazine and I say to the audience, I never know when I have to price a walk-in tub. You never know. <laughs> I eat a walk-in tub at this point. Of course, my audience is already see, that's what happens. When I was 28 and I had to perform comedy in front of people that were 50s, I was thrown. I go, oh, my God, what am I going to talk to these people about? Yeah, do I identify? When you're 28. They're my parents. You know, my parents are a lot older than 50 when I was 28. But if you're 28, your parents are probably in their 50s. And you go, Money, now that I'm a man of a certain age and millennials come to the show, oh, mm -hmm. my God, what am I going to talk to these kids about? It's just the cycle of life, man. I still yeah. think of myself as 35. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. Um, and, um, it's, you know, it's just a cycle of life when you get older, you know, all you want is your, this is what goes on with, um, and by the way, when I'm doing a podcast, I must have an Haitian national with a leaf blower outside my door. <laughs> <Absolutely. Absolutely. laughs> you must have a Haitian national with a leaf well, blower. It's required. It's a required thing. You guys up in New York. There we go. <laughs> in fact, I pay these guys to get lost. You know, and all they're yeah. doing is blowing grass on one side of my lawn to the other, which makes absolute no sense. You can so, have the wind do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, the I wind. You say you're in Florida. I didn't even know you had leaves. Here's a joke. Here's my Florida joke. They have a new um. They have new Florida insurance for um just Jewish people in Florida. It's called his fault. <laughs> here's, here's another Florida joke. They're making they're making a remake of the iconic film Twelve Angry Men. Just for Florida residences. Mm -hmm. Here's the setup. They're doing a remake of the iconic film Twelve Angry Man Men. It's called Condo Board. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You know what? I think uh, we should probably think about check, please. It may be time to go. Uh, but boy, we can't 
we can't wait to come and enjoy your show in person. Yes, and uh, you're going to have a blast. And I want to thank Valerie for the wonderful um, article she wrote about me. And uh, all you folks, if you want to laugh at the absurdities of life, everyone who's in the sound of all our voices, come mm -hmm. Friday, uh, November 11th, Saturday, November 12th. Free tickets are available. If not, you get the discount. You can put it up on your face, you know, the Facebook page. Yes, so, we'll put everything on our social media connected to this. And it's one show Friday night, and then you have a matinee, actually, have a 2 p.m. Saturday, and then a 9.30? 9.30 p.m., yeah. That'll be a lot okay. of fun. It's 9.30. It's still early in New York, or things changed. I haven't been up Not there. anymore. Uh, what? <laughs> Do they still go out? Oh, people still go out. Yeah. Yeah. With with eyes behind their head. and yes. all Yeah. Those, but they still... We, we my joke was, here's my it's joke that I... I don't understand how people run 26 miles in a New York City marathon unless someone's chasing you with a bat. I don't understand how they do this. <laughs> Peter, good luck. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday night. Yeah, and we both are. And we are so awesome. glad to be able to have had some time to spend with you online and can't wait to see you in person. And thank you so much for being so generous with your time with us. Here's the one last thing I want to say to you guys about mm -hmm. middle age. I hang out with friends. I know I'm getting older as a baby boomer when I look forward to hearing my friends' health ailments. It makes me better about myself because every, this is the conversation with Florida people. What the doctors say, did you get a second opinion? When's the rehab? Rinse and repeat. That's what life is in Florida with older people. Rinse and repeat. And a lot of rattling pills. Yeah, yes, I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Peter, again, thanks so much. We're going to see you in a little bit, in a few days. Yeah. And, uh, Full House. Yes. I'll have it for you. I hope we so. Hope so. All right, yeah, we it's still so. available. Okay. Okay. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Travel safe. Well, well, Peter certainly didn't disappoint. And this mm. play, I'm I'm really, I'm kind of excited, looking forward to seeing it Friday night, because it sounds like something uh, we can all identify with, if not at the moment in our lives, past moments in our lives, or perhaps future moments in our lives. You know what? And on a, a purely personal note, and uh, we'll dump this, but I, I wondered how this played for you, having been married to somebody who mm -hmm. actually predeceased you. And uh, I wasn't sure if that was going to be a sensitive uh, issue no. or. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as, first of all, that whole line, I guess, you know, when, you know, till death do us part. I remember, I forgot who it was. It was actually, it was a beautiful actress who was on her third marriage. And I think she said, you know, when they, when they came up with that till death, there was part, we were dying at like 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't really. planning on people living at 50, 60, 70, and 80. So that, that marriage plan was built for that uh, life expectancy, but maybe it's different now, but no, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. And we all know you, we venture into marriage. We never know if it will be something that lasts until death do us part or something that we part before that happens. But it's, it sounds like Peter's play kind of deals with all of those issues, which uh, I'm sure is, yeah, uh, and, I mean, and with laughter, you know? Yeah. And he uh, has a background as a stand-up comic and a voiceover guy. And he's, uh, he was interesting to talk to and he's not somebody I have ever known before, but uh, would definitely like to put him together for a lunch with, you and Scott Blake. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny, actually. Well, you know, again, in moving forward for him, obviously, this is a project that's near and dear to him. But to be able to have Chaz uh, Balmentieri be part of it, that was also an awesome part of the story. And yeah. almost like a mini repeat of what, you know, Bobby D, what Robert De Niro did for Chaz in his career. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's like what I alluded to when we were talking 
with Peter before. It's like being a kid uh, who's at the ballpark and uh, all of a sudden Aaron Judge sees you and and points to you and gives you the signal to come out and throw the ball with him. I mean, it's, you just don't hear stories like that, but essentially that's what happened with Chaz and Robert De Niro. Yeah. It's nice to still hear and that it's, it's being paid forward, but uh, great guest, Peter, we look forward to again, the show Friday night. And if you're listening now to this again, pre November, I guess it's 11th and 12th. 12th yeah. Okay. It's Friday, Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, you have an opportunity. If you go to our uh, social media pages, there'll be information there where you can get two free tickets. They're giving out a pair of tickets to each one of those shows Friday night, seven o'clock, and then Saturday at two and then Saturday night, a nine 30 show. So uh, any last thoughts on the wrap up here? No, it's just, uh, you know, we're streaming towards Thanksgiving, which is hard to believe. And I do this every time we wrap up and I say, I can't believe that it's, it's hard to this. believe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I sound like a broken record, but it's true. I mean, yeah. but it's also, uh, you know, the day that we're actually recording this, it's like 75 degrees. It's in crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it was, uh, what the hell is going on? Chalk one up for global warming. Yeah, uh, we're going to get back to normal a little bit for a few days, but uh, it's been nice while it lasted. Why not? If we can enjoy some 70s in November, I guess we'll take it as long as no ice cap is melting and putting my apartment underwater. Yeah, really. That's the that's the real reality of it. All right. uh, Again, I will say sunshine only on my way out and stay safe out there, everybody. Be good. Feel good. He's Chris. I'm Rick. He's Chris Amino. I'm still Rick Summers, and this has been Middle Age Warriors on the Believe Podcast Network. And I hope you'll go and uh, send us an email to get some free tickets for the show with Peter Boat. Yeah, the first giveaway. And of course, as always, this show was brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.